Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. What is going on, podcast friends? We are back, brand new week, brand new episode. Um, anything new happening in life is pretty much all around uh, COVID nineteen, right? And um, we'll keep this one very brief. Um, you know, our state in California, uh, if whoever is in California, batten down the hatches again, y'all, because we are the entire Southern California region is back in purple. Uh, for those of you who aren't. Uh, familiar with how California has been dealing with things. Basically, everything's been broken down into like four tiers. So purple being the worst. Purple basically being everything will be locked down um, with some modifications and so on and so forth. So uh, I do have shoots in December. And so we will see um, how <laughs> how that's being affected. Uh, but today we are talking about vintage lens, uh, vintage lenses. And are they just hype? Right. You you might see a lot of YouTube videos or things on social media of people using uh, vintage lenses, uh, your Helios um, uh, 44, 44.2, I think. Uh, I remember the first time I saw that lens was a couple of years ago from uh, Brandon Lee's channel. Um, and again, that that lens, um, even though it's they only have, I think, one or two focal lengths, I've only seen one from Helios, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they have other focal lengths. But the 58, the 58 is like the most um, popular one uh, that people know about. And the it's it's interesting because if you look at the bokeh quality, it looks like anamorphic, right? It looks like if you're shooting two times anamorphic, um, any kind of anamorphic, right, where everything is swirly, the swirly bokeh, and that's a very distinctive look that. I don't think any other spherical lens has that minus this Helios lens, you know? Um, so vintage lenses, Russian lenses, uh, Canon FD, uh, Canon K35, uh, old uh, Nikon, Nikkor glass, um, Olympus glass, uh, Minolta glass, right? Sologar lenses. Uh, these are all kind of like, uh, I don't know if it, if, it is, if it is, it's not necessarily a hype, right? Because... The reason why today in 2020 and in you know future and even in the past couple of years when people, cinematographers and productions choose to use vintage lenses is because it adds something different to the image that helps it stand out, right? And in the world of cinematography, especially in commercial cinematography, when you're working for an agency, you're working for um, a client uh, and, you're, and you're creating images for people to want to be inspired to, to buy something, right? Whether that's... Um, uh, whether that's like a car or whether that's uh, apparel, whatever it is, right? Your your job as a cinematographer is to, um, it's number one, be able to tell a story that the brand, that the client needs. And then number two is to use your artistic taste um, in how to, in how to, how to execute that, right? And so one way to make your images stand out from uh, the vast majority of what we see on social media, right? Because the logic behind it is, is uh, if you're on social media, chances are what you see on there is mostly stuff shot on on a phone, on some kind of mobile phone, right? That's the vast majority of the stuff. So, you know, that's why uh, all the commercials you see on Instagram, Instagram feed, Instagram stories, Facebook, Facebook feeds, YouTube pre-roll ads, pre-roll ads, 
the vast majority of them are from, you know, um, like production companies, right? Like you're not going to see a BMW commercial shot on an iPhone. Like you're, you're not, right? Um, and and so one way to stand out from just like the the rest of the the iPhone phone footage stuff is your image, right? And so vintage lenses is one way to create a different looking image um, because there imperfect there's imperfections in the lenses, right? You can take like a set of Canon FD lenses. I have a, I have a, a small set of Canon FD lenses, and the coatings are missing from them, right? So they produce interesting flares. Um, you'll also see a little bit of like a, a little bit of a haze in the in the elements, the lens elements themselves, and so that brings up the uh, the contrast of them. It adds a little bit of like kind of dirtiness and griminess to the image uh, in camera rather than rather than in post. And, um, and again, so different, different vintage lenses have different characteristics, right? Uh, and a lot of them are super, super small. I mean, you can, you can fit like uh, a set of seven vintage lenses, like Canon FDs or anything like that, uh, in your Pelican, in your backpack, it's not going to weigh you down at all. And then when you put it on your camera, it's going to weigh like almost nothing. So for some people using vintage lenses is very handy because they may be working with very minimal crew. Maybe it's just um, two people, maybe it's just you, right? So having, um, a small package is, uh, is very, what's the word, uh, is very, uh, what is the word? Uh, it's very enticing, I guess. Right. So that, that's another reason why vintage lenses are, are sought after is because they're small, they're compact. Um, they're usually not that fast though, unless you have like, uh, unless you go with like a 50 mil and 85 mil, then usually you'll find like a one, four, a one eight, right? Uh, but the vast majority of them are like, you know, two eight, uh, three five, or, 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 or is the fastest you're gonna get um, with the vintage lenses. So there, there is that concern as far as like a con goes, because a lot of us are used to using like, you know, uh, a T one point five lens, T two lens um, uh, across the board, right? So there is that part. Um, and, and I guess the main thing though, is the character that vintage lenses create, right? How else are you going to create that with like a Sigma art glass or a Canon L series glass, uh, or a Rokinon zine, um, or, uh, like what else? Um, say you're using like Canon Cine primes, say you're using, um, uh, or even higher up, right? Maybe you're using like Cook S4s, maybe you're using, um, um, Airy, uh, master anamorphics, right? Maybe you're using, uh, Airy master primes, right? Or any of these like super high end lenses down to modern lenses, right? They're very clean images. And, and, and that's why people want to use them, right? Because you get a very clean look. So one way to help stand out, again, like we've been saying is to use vintage lenses because of the appeal. That's the word I was looking for is the appeal of vintage lenses. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily hype. I, I feel like vintage lenses aren't. Obviously, they've been around for like many, many years, many decades. And it's just another tool in your tool bag that you can use for your project, right? Now, commercial-wise, I've only used um, my Canon FD. It's a, what is it? It's a 21 mil. 20 mil, I think it's a 20 mil, right? 20 mil f2 point um, f2.8 uh, on a black magic pocket 4k. And the reason why is because it, it still doesn't look too like grimy or too dirty 
Uh, I also have a 28 mil f2.8. And again, it just depends on the copies you get. Some copies are good. Uh, I have like an old Olympus 24 millimeter f2.8 and that lens, it has a lot of like a good amount of haze. So it, it looks very grimy, right? Maybe that's the look you're going for. Um, but for the most part, like commercial wise, I don't really use a lot of vintage stuff just because um, for my clients, I don't I don't feel like they, they want that look. You know, they want something very clean, very pristine, very polished, very premium looking. And it's hard to do polished, clean, premium on vintage lenses, right? Um, but maybe you're talking to a client uh, or you're talking to an agency and the agency is talking to the client and you sell them on using vintage lenses because it's going to be... Um, uh, it's going to be very raw, very, very uh, visceral, very um, maybe very like period piece, throwback piece. And 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 it fits the message that they're trying to, to create for the audience and for the buyer, for their customers. And, and then maybe vintage lenses work. Right. Um, and the cool thing about vintage lenses is they're very cheap. Like you can get um, like, say, for the Canon FDs. Right. I just they just pop in my head because I've been looking at them for quite some time on own and I own some lenses from them uh some Canon FDs you can get like a 28 mil for uh 100 bucks or less you can get a 20 mil for 100 bucks or less you can get the 24 mil for 100 bucks or less you can get the 50 mil for like 60 70 bucks and the 85 for like 70 80 bucks right so if you were to buy like a set of lenses that has the full focal range you're probably looking at less than like six, five, like 500 bucks, right? For like 20, 24, 35, 50, 85, right? That's going to cover the mo the majority of your focal lengths that you're going to use. Now, a con to that though, is there are going to be different sizes. Um, you know, some are going to have different filter, uh, front filter thread sizes. Some are going to be um, 70, 72 millimeter. Some are going to be 77 millimeter. Some are going to be, um, you know, 67 millimeter, right? So, so that's another battle you have to think about. Are you using a map box? If, if that's the case, then um, how many step up rings you need to use and how many do you need to bring? Um, also, the um, focusing barrel. Some of them um, rotate the front, um, the, the entire front uh, of, the, of the lens. Um, so if you're, if you're pulling focus and you have a map box or map box is going to be rotating with it, right? So you have to think about, oh, do I really want that? Do I not want that? Um, and, and some of them again are, are going to be, uh, maybe you have like a 50 mil that looks pretty clean and then your 35 mil looks really grimy, right? Because you're buying all these off eBay and you don't know exactly, um, uh, what they're going to look like. So there are pros and cons to purchasing vintage lenses as like your primary, um, go to production lens kit, right? Uh, that's why I don't I don't have like a full set of vintage lenses. I just use them uh, for really, really specialty shots, right? Uh, because I want my images for a commercial to look uh, even keel. I want it to look um, at least look consistent enough with the image overall, not necessarily the lighting, right? We all know that in, in commercial cinematography now. Lighting is pretty much like just make the thing look good, make the image, make the frame look good. Continuity really isn't a huge deal because it's like, you know, you're not looking at at a at a five minute scene between two people with dialogue, right? You're looking at, you know, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, right? So no one really cares if your key light automatically just switches to something else, right? To a different, to a different side. Um 
So vintage lenses uh, are an option and a pretty good option if you're on a really, really low budget. Maybe you're just starting off and you want something different than your Sigma glass, than your Sigma art glass, your Tamron glass, um, your 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 Canon L series glass, right? The things that we that we typically see on the lower end and people who shoot a lot of video and photo together, right? Um, so so check out some vintage lenses, uh, watch a bunch of reviews. I think there's um there's two uh, YouTube channels. Uh, one of them is called like Vintage Lenses for Video is one channel. And then the other one is uh, Mark Holtz, H-O-L-T-Z, uh, Mark Holtz. So he has he has some, some pretty good videos on his channel too. A lot of vintage stuff. So uh, if you're looking at different vintage lens brands and the different focal lengths and what they look like, um, check out check out those two YouTube channels, and um, and you should be able to find. Oh, another one too is uh, Matthias Berling, really really good channel. He's mostly a, a, a photographer though, um, like street photography, but I like his photography. It's really it's really cool. Uh, so Matthias Berling, uh, B U R L I N G. He has he has a couple of vintage lenses uh, video videos on his channel. So check all three of them out, and you might find uh, something that you're that you're looking for. So. Um, at the end of the day, is vintage lens hype? No, it is not hype. It is simply another tool in your tool bag that you can use to create the image and the story that you need to tell. All right. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you haven't looked at the or haven't listened to the past episodes, please do so. They might bring some value to you, maybe um, in the current context that you're in, in your production and in your career. Maybe the older stuff is is speaking to you now than the current stuff, right? So that's something I always find too. Um, and then uh, again, big thanks to Nick Pilecki for coming on the show for, for the uh, previous interview. Awesome time with Nick. If you, again, if you guys haven't checked out Nick's work, please do so on Instagram. It is N-I-K-P-I-L-E-C-K-I. Instagram, Vimeo. Um, his website, Hungry Boy Productions. Uh, again, you guys doing some really, really uh, higher end level work that I think all, some of us here are, are trying to get to that point, right? Like how do we get that, um, how do we get on those types of productions, right? And at the end of the day, it's, it's like the budget, right? How do we get on those types of um, um, budget uh, commercials, right? Cool, that does it for, for me. We have some more episodes coming out before the end of the year. And also we are on season two. Uh, if you haven't noticed that in the uh, when you're when you're scrolling through, it should say season two, I believe, because I, I set it to season two, and we're kind of doing like every twenty episodes is a new season. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you guys in the next one.